guys welcome back to another weird wednesday i'm ashers and this is dr x and also big deal it's big deal <laughs> so um i think that a lot of the viewers are probably curious because i think they've heard a lot about you um mm-hmm. <laughs> and probably yeah for the, for the better or worse well yeah probably both um <laughs> but yeah i think that they keep hearing about uh about the 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 infamous big bill um but here he is guys he's he's here with us tonight so this will be um pretty exciting i'm excited usually i'm on, I'm on dill's turf so it's kind of interesting to <laughs> have the tables turned <laughs> yeah we're we're, we're we're doing the uno reverse card today i know we'll, so we'll, we'll see how it goes <laughs> and then of course there's dr x he's here too so <laughs> <laughs> So we were kind of talking um, earlier about um, how to breach the topic of a certain world event that is, um, you know, kind of uh, in everybody's minds lately. So I had an incident last Wednesday. As as the fans know, the show is uploaded Wednesdays at about 5 p.m. Eastern time. And last Wednesday, about 5 p.m. Eastern time, um, we were having an incident at our uh state our our federal capitol building and so i didn't know if i should release release the show as usual and um i had you know consulted with uh dr x and talked about it and he's like fuck it you know release it so i did and i was immediately chastised um because uh specifically what they said was you know i think people have other things on their minds that aren't ufos and six-legged big cats and I'm not gonna lie, it 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 pissed me off. It made me very angry. Because here's how many people said how many people said that to you? It was one person. <laughs> All right, there you go. It was one person. I understand. But you know, I, I just want to make it pretty clear that, you know, when me and my world and what I do is, you know, I take my job very seriously. I don't this is not a fun hobby for me. Like this is what I do for a living. And <laughs> so not just the podcast, but you know, the whole Fortian thing. And um you know, to me personally, there's there's bigger issues out there than red versus blue in just America. I mean, the things that I deal with and talk about affect everybody on the entire planet. And humans aren't terribly important, you know, in the grand scheme of things. So, um, I mean, if you just don't think that uh, UFOs and six-legged cats are important, you, you can fuck off. So there, there, there there's my <laughs> there's my hot take on that. I'll take that. <laughs> I mean, that's just, those things are very important. Oh yeah, um, for sure. But... My approach to it was, uh, there was a lot of people on Twitter at that moment and what better time to drop the podcast? <laughs> like, well... you know, sorry. Uh, everyone I knew was on Twitter talking about this, the thing we were all watching on TV. Right. And I just thought, okay, now for something completely different, UFOs and cats, but, you know, and you know the thing is, is that we don't have a strictly American audience. So therefore American politics doesn't matter to those people. And also the people that are in America, you know, maybe they were sick of seeing the politics. Maybe they wanted something different. Maybe they needed to take a break and get their mind off of what was going on immediately in their vicinity. And there's nothing wrong with being that outlet to have that. I agree. I, I, I subscribe to that belief is that people need art and entertainment even more during these times. And it's not, you know, it's not like we were trying to pull people away you download the podcast now and you can listen to it on your ride into work the next day right you know? right it's going to be there two weeks from now two months from now it's going to be there <laughs> you know? but i mean there was a lot of eyes on twitter and we'd be idiots if we didn't capitalize on that so 
Yeah, but Dylan's gonna hate. Dylan it up streaming. You stream Thursday night. You stream the night. Uh, I don't know, like what you're saying. I'm a firm believer. If there is something negative going on in the world, you don't have to fall in line and also join the negativity and the hate and the, you know, and with the negative negative vibes and energy. I I don't care what happens. I mean, a tornado could wipe out uh, the entire East Coast, and you know, or you know, Florida could drift away off a cliff. I'm still streaming. I don't care. I mean, if people get pissed off, I I do not give a shit. That that is that's just how I am. Yeah. So I totally agree with you both. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's nothing, <laughs> nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. And so that's, you know, that's where I'm at. And guess what? That episode ended up doing very, very, very well. So <laughs> <laughs> apparently people needed it. Very so, well. yeah. Wonderful. It was, you know, it was, so it was a good thing. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, you know, obviously we kind of want to talk for uh, just a minute about what happened. Um, so there, there's a, large group of people that believe that our election was was rigged and that donald trump really won the presidency and that joe biden has has just like again he's rigged it all and so they went down to stop the official um, certification count of the electoral ballots um from my understanding the plan was to find those ballots and burn them and they were unsuccessful in doing that however they did break into the Capitol building, which while the Capitol building is usually open to the public and you can just walk right in, um, it was closed that day because they were conducting business. And it's turned into a whole big just nightmare that we're still hearing about a week later. So <laughs> if you're not up to date, that's what happened. Um, I, I disagree with what happened. I, I don't can I don't. Uh, condone at all what took place i think that that's the wrong way to go about it if you want to get bad people out of office you need to vote to do it and you need to vote locally first of all because your local governments are the people that are going to expand to your state governments and your state governments are going to expand to your federal governments. so that's that's how you should do it um and then now i am uh going to give the floor to uh either of you can speak on it if you'd like well, I think, I, you know, I, I don't have a huge opinion on it other than the fact that, you know, I don't think violence, I don't know why it's always, you know, it goes from a, a planned protest that whether it was, you know, originally designed to be a peaceful protest, I doubt it, it didn't look like it. Um, I don't know why it always has to go over, you know, the line and become violent where people are dying over something so stupid. Yeah. I mean, like, whether you believe, you know, far left, far right, you know, you tr love Trump, whatever it is. No one should ever die over an opinion. It right. is. This is what I've spoken on uh, a lot in streams. Uh, religion and politics are the two things that divide this planet more than anything else. I mean, it's what kills the most people um, because people can't handle it when they have different opinions. Now, I'm not saying that you can't believe, you know, that whoever's in office is, is um, right or wrong. Uh, you can You can hate the person. It doesn't, you know, that's fine. But when you're going to the point where you're actively going out, rioting, doing damage in the streets, you know, being a part of a cause where people are dying. Right. That's just, it's just stupid to me. That's just dumb. I, I can't even imagine doing something. I mean, especially with politics, like most of the people in, in, in Washington are corrupt. Who cares? The world sucks. <laughs> right. Those are, they're, they're just a bunch of old rich people. They don't, they really don't care about us. None of them, not a single no. side. They never will. They never will. They'll right. never change. I don't care who you put in office. It, 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 it won't matter. Yeah. So it's, it's just a matter of like handling like a, a grown adults and, you know, doing the best we can out of a shitty situation. You know, I'm sure it'll get better um, as time goes on, but handling it with violence is, is gotta be the dumbest, dumbest thing you could possibly do. Yeah. It's definitely, I don't think it's worth 
dying over especially when you at the end of the day you don't accomplish anything and so it's like wow that really wasn't worth it was it <laughs> I yeah, exactly. yeah exactly <laughs> i mean pat what's your take i uh, use my real name thanks oh Ashley. i'm sorry nope. oh my god um <laughs> no it's all good so um i for one am all about rebellion um i i my my one sentence that i was gonna uh come out with tonight was just burn it all you know um uh, however not like i'm all about a people's rebellion just not those fucking people um i i i I think that like you know um there was something like and i'm not gonna get like super emotional and act like you know i cried watching the tv sure but um there was something really fucked up about seeing the confederate flag in the capitol building yeah and that and i i am not you know um i'm not the most political person in the world nor am i a civil war buff or anything like that but i know enough to know that's not fucking right and um i think that it kind of speaks to the people that were there and it i i don't think it's you know I don't think it's it's fair just to say it was conservatives or if it was Republicans. It was something different than that. It was um, white supremacists. It was it was separatists. It was tribalism. People that yeah, it was people that wanted to destroy this country and rebuild it in that image. Right. And that's and you know, hey, look, I I, I have issues with our country. We were talking before the show. I think we're just kind of too big. There's too many of us with too many different opinions, and yeah. maybe splitting up into smaller whatever's could could be beneficial for us. You know, smaller countries seem to have a little bit better of a uh, time dealing with this whole government management thing when institutions get too big they inevitably become corrupt and bureaucratic and cumbersome and stuff like that and right. i think our country is like getting to that point but uh all that aside i think that welcoming the confederacy back is not the move to make right now yeah. um you know go trying to rewind the clock and uh bring back some of that stuff and the politics that that imagery invokes that's not what I'm about at all. And, uh, you know, Nazi punks fuck off. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that, that's my two cents, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> fuck Nazis. I think, I think just about everybody agrees with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think we're all in agreement there. Well, there you go, guys. There's the, uh, the storming of the Capitol Hill. So on to other news. Um, <laughs> I, I did, I had a really interesting weekend. I had a fun, I had a fun time. Um, I went to a bar for the first time since since COVID, since before COVID. What legally or was it a speakeasy? It's legally, our bars are open here. They they close at ten p.m. Hmm. Oh, okay. So, oh, well, actually, I'm sorry. Last call is at ten p.m., but I think you can stay. No, everywhere closes at ten p.m. Uh, I lied. The rules change every week, so <laughs> but they're yeah. open. Um, but Ann and I, we went out well because I I had been I've been quarantined the last two weeks. I haven't been able to do anything, so um saturday you know i haven't seen ann and she comes over and i'm like let's go do stuff and so uh but nobody was in the mood to do stuff so we went to the bar and um it was boring <laughs> as i suspected it was so boring <laughs> they had I mean, a- was, it, was it a karaoke night were you were you just having some drinks i mean yeah, what, was, what, was the, what was the setting we weren't there very long well so the bar we went to it was it was just it was a bunch of you know older people and mm-hmm. um but they they did have a band playing and it was a cover band so that was interesting i mean that was fine and then uh you know it just wasn't really our scene and you know we had a couple drinks i mean we got really drunk so <laughs> they didn't they didn't play any select cuts off uh millennium 
they did not i requested millennium and they just did not they, they're like we don't we don't will smith here and i and i was immediately offended i was like well okay i gotta leave then <laughs> they no but no they uh it, it was it was all right so we left we went back to my house and you know then we just continued to get drunk there so <laughs> oh yeah you know but it was it was fun it was fine um but we were you know we invited this guy over and um we were all talking about you know ann and i were just kind of telling him about the documentary and just different things we found about you know point pleasant the mothman whatever and uh he shares this bit of information about um so it's hard to explain to people that that don't go down there but when you leave the the little like town area of point pleasant and you drive down to the tnt area um, on your way down there, there's like these giant smokestacks, but it looks like a nuclear power plant, but it's not. Um, but it looks straight from the Simpsons, a big nuclear power plant. So I'm like talking to the guy and he's like, well, you know, that used to be, and it's actually because Point Pleasant's right on the border of Ohio and, and West Virginia, and it's on the West Virginian side. So um, the smokestacks are on the Ohio side because um, you're driving past the, you know, down the river while you're going to the DNT area. So anyway, so we see them all the time. And um, he informs us of uh, apparently that area did used to be a, a nuclear power plant and it exploded. And I was not aware of this. <laughs> so... <laughs> so now me and Anne have to, we have to go back down there. And granted, we have not really done much research or investigative work on the ohio side of that area and i guess it really doesn't i don't i'm not sure why not because like the mothman name was coined in ohio because there were sightings of them here so i don't know why we've just never looked into it so now we're going to go back again and <laughs> figure all that out so it'll be it'll be fun more more adventuring <laughs> yeah i mean what would you do if you if you go in and investigate this you know and you see Mothman posing, you know, with his leg up, and he's just chilling on a, on a you know a bridge or you know whatever. Are you are you gonna be scared? Are you gonna run, Ashley? No, I, I, I'm gonna run right into his arms. What are you talking about? <laughs> I figured, I figured as much. <laughs> and and both, he's gonna get ravaged immediately. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna get owned. He's he's the one that's gonna be trying to fly away. Oh, right. <laughs> he's gonna be like, wow, these white women are crazy. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> I'm excited. I hope he is there. We saw one time something flying around those smokestacks. Now, granted, it was probably just a bird, but we all like kind of took note. We're like, oh, look at that. It's a something. Um, <laughs> you know, but we kind of joke like that all the time when we're out and about. You see some anything and you're like, oh, it's Mothman. You know, car, mm -hmm. car tail lights. You're like, oh, it's Mothman. Um, but but no, I, I hope so. I hope we see him. I would like to get a shot of the river from the other side of, of the bridge, like get a shot of Point Pleasant from the ohio side so you can kind of see the whole town um i think that would be cool so i mean there's there's reasons to go down there and then the next day i i, I went on a like a little mini road trip with one of my friends and we're driving back home it was about a three hour trip total and we're driving back home and it's nighttime and you know of course there's lights in the sky and it's strange you know and it wasn't bad at first um it, you know we're both like oh it's just a plane except it didn't move it was just hanging out and <laughs> it, it wasn't going anywhere and that was bizarre you know and i'm like oh it's I, it's not moving and you know why i don't record these things i have no idea um <laughs> i'm really bad at being a documentary filmmaker but um it, it was you know just another 
day in my life, I guess. I feel like I see so many unidentified lights in the sky that I, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous almost. Um, but who knows? I'm, I'm not like an aerial person. I don't know about planes and shit. There could be something that, you know, could have very well have that, that capability to, to, you know, stand there suspended in air, but it did eventually fly off. So I, I well, I mean, as, as long as it's a, a, a verified United States aircraft or really any aircraft that we know of, um, and this could exclude some secret military stuff, you know, right. obviously stuff we don't know about, but if it doesn't have the, the, you know, the red and green blinking lights, it's not anything known to us publicly. That's true. Straight up. That, that, that's just how it is. And the only other thing it could be is like maybe a drone. Some people do have, uh, I, but even the drone should have the red and, and uh, green blinking lights if, if legally they have to but i mean that, that doesn't stop you from you know from altering it yeah and i don't know if drones even come with just a red light or whatever i don't know but that is possible i guess but right well that's true i mean that's, i guess that's the only thing i could think of that that would sit there like that would probably be a drone um because it did eventually take off but again being that it was nighttime and who knows maybe we might not have seen it if it wasn't because it did have lights um and had well it had green and white lights it didn't have a red light on it and it almost looked like it had a spotlight so at first we're like oh is that a helicopter because we're driving down the freeway and usually you know you get those helicopters on the freeway but it wasn't mm. moving so <laughs> mm. i guess it could have been I, I mean but it was interesting um but i don't know shit like that happens so like i said it's happened so often anymore i just i'm just like oh there's another one <laughs> i mean lucky i don't get to see any of that cool stuff if you're outside and especially in the winter time uh for more than five seconds you get frostbite i mean the wind just assaults you in the face and i'm like ah, i don't care if there's ufo i'm going inside but, <laughs> yeah, that's I, cool. I, I, I told you about uh uh what i saw god this would have been back in october what i saw when i was driving um home one one night uh this was back like to my mom's home um which is about 30 miles away from where i live yeah. and i'm coming around this curve in the road on the highway and i see what looks like a uh like a jumbo jet that's just like hovering in in midair really low to the ground there's no airports anywhere for it to land that it would it would be that low but i i swear to god it was not moving and i didn't have enough time to stop and pull over and look out because i was in a rush we were going to a funeral and i was already running late and I didn't have, like, there's cars everywhere, so I didn't want to, like, you know, crash and die. But right. I, I, I thought about that for a long time. I'm like, what the hell could that have been? I mean, I don't know if it was, like, a I, – I just can't think of a logical explanation for how – I mean, it was still high up, but for a jumbo jet, it was super low. You know what I mean? So it could yeah. have been a height or something like that. But I, I don't know. I've been thinking about it. It was all white in color, and it looked, it looked like a jumbo jet. Not, you know, it didn't look like a UFO or anything, but it just wasn't moving. And it shouldn't have been that low anyways. So yeah. I don't know. That's that's the only thing that's really weird that's happened to me recently. Right. So it's like, is that is that some type of new technology that we're testing? Is it just a glitch in the matrix? What? I, 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 yeah, I don't, I, that's what I'm wondering. Is like, because you've if you've ever, uh, and I know you've seen it uh, in, in the streams before, Pat. I, I don't know if you've seen it, but um, in the... Uh, there's tons of videos on YouTube where it's like a crow or some kind of bird that's just hovering in midair, like it's frozen in time. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the, the jets that also commonly do this, where they're just sitting there. And and the jets, I've always been skeptical. It's like, okay, when they're landing and sometimes they glide into a, a, a I forgot the updraft or whatever, the wind coming at it, it can make it kind of look like it's suspended in air, but you can still see it moving side to side. You know, the, something is moving on the plane. Right. And on these videos, it's just sitting there. I mean, there's no movement at all. And there's tons of examples of this, and including uh, you know birds being the hardest one to fake. 
so I don't know what, what that, you know, means. I don't know what that is, but whatever it is, I, I believe that's what I saw. Yeah. Yeah. It's been kind of a growing trend. I, I always like the bird videos. They're really, uh, they're, they're neat. I mean, if it is a fake, it's a good fake. Um, cause it doesn't yeah. think, but, but it does seem to happen so often, so many people doing it. And it's not like you can get like a decoy and, and suspend it from, from what a, a I don't know, a clothesline. I'm not sure how you could even, you know, fake that, I guess. Good editing, CGI maybe. But it's not like these are people that are like, it's not like they're being released by people that are like in like the movie industry or, you know, big YouTube channels, regular people that have these videos. (laughs) The other thing is like there's been videos of people live streaming. And if you know anything about, you know, live streaming, it's impossible to fake anything during the live stream. And I know you can always go back and edit the footage or whatever, but this is, this is to people's like Facebook that they're like recording and you can go to their Facebook and it's still there. The footage is still there. It's when you know it's not edited because it's on Facebook, like as a uh, live recording. Yeah. You, and, can't, you can't alter those. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't know how, how you would fake any of these, but um, people are smart, but I, I don't think it, most of them are fake. I think I do believe that there is either some form of glitch in reality or uh, uh, alternate realities uh, colliding, which I think happens a lot. And we don't ever even think about it or know it. Um, and this is where you get the Mandela effect and all those things, which I do heavily believe in um, because I've experienced a lot of it myself. And I think a lot of people have. I think that's a, so fascinating. Um, now, how or why realities clash, I have no idea. It makes no sense. It's beyond my comprehension. But it is interesting nonetheless. I was on the uh, Mysteries of the Paranormal podcast last night. Um, I guess Monday night for, for everybody that, that doesn't know. But um, anyway, I was on there and the guy, the host of the show was explaining, he was like telling me about his um, experiences with, uh, he has like night terrors and he's got like sleepwalking problems and he's always had these issues. Um, But he was like giving an example of recently, this was like two nights ago, how he um, went to bed and he remembers like he woke up in the middle of the night to go use the bathroom and whatever. And um, he looked kind of behind him in his bathroom and he saw these two figures standing there, but he couldn't really see them. And so, and then they just, as soon as he noticed them, they noticed that he noticed them and they, uh, they, they walked off and they, they walked through the walls to leave. Now, the curious thing about that is that during this time he's married and his wife, um, who, even though she was not on the show, it was a live show and she was in the chat, she was confirming um his his wife was in bed with him he was asleep during this instance and um and this is just one small example if you go listen to a show you'll hear all his other crazy stories but you know that was one thing i questioned i'm like well is it that when you're going to sleep you're kind of falling into some other type of reality of of yourself or you know when you're having these kind of weird dreams and stuff like that now she said during that episode he was having night terror issues so it's like you know who knows is it a is it a psychological fluke or is it a you know your consciousness is leaving and going somewhere else i i have no idea (laughs) but it's interesting on my on my first uh one of you know when i did the the first two-part interview with you when we uh started this whole thing i had i had similar experiences too and uh i had brought that up to a shrink that i was seeing at the time and um his honest to god response this learned man of science was that it was astral projection well that's what i had mentioned yeah right that that when people sleep sometimes they have the ability to project their consciousness outside their body and i was like that's what you're going with like you know not that i think that it's not real but it was just like you know you expect him to say well you know you know dreams are very powerful or you know sure. the subconscious yada 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 and he was like oh that's actual projection i was like god damn 
that's pretty so, wild. <laughs> yeah, that's your go-to. Like, all right, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's something that I think I've I have night terrors too, and uh, yeah. you know, it's it's weird. It's weird how scared you can be in the moment. And then <laughs> fall back to sleep. And then, like, you know, it's like you go from, like, being in high alert, like, in, in fight or flight mode. Um, and then suddenly you're not and you're asleep and then you wake up the next morning and this terrifying encounter that you had in the middle of the night just is brushed off and you put on your shoes and you go to work. Well, this guy you know. was not intending on going to bed last night and had been awake since since 5 a.m. yesterday morning. And so his is kind of now, because it's ramped up so much, has been ongoing. He's scared to go to sleep because he genuinely thinks that he is having some type of supernatural experience. So I'm not sure what's going to come out of it. Uh, they've invited me to come back on the show every Monday, but I don't know if I'll come back every Monday. Um, but if, if anything does happen, I'll definitely report. Um, but I'm interested to know like the details and, and things like that of, of his experiences because... It is interesting. You know, who knows how many of these experiences are legit paranormal or if they're just something psychological that can because I'm a sleepwalker and, you know, I, I don't remember any of the things that I do, but I know that I wake up and I go do crazy things and go back to bed. Most of the time I change clothes and um, I don't know, it just depends. One time I was sleepwalking and my sister um, was in the living room and I walked out to the living room and you know she asked what i was doing and i my sister's deaf and i was still able to sign to her use sign language and just i don't remember what i told her i was doing but i signed to her and then i went back to bed <laughs> and i don't remember any of it <laughs> so i don't know yeah i used to i used to get up in the middle of the night and pee in the hamper sometimes that wasn't really sleepwalking though i was just shit-faced <laughs> I, I had a buddy i had a buddy once who uh, his brother was his brother-in-law was uh, crashing on the couch and he gets up in the middle of the night and uh, my friend and he walks into the kitchen and he opens up the refrigerator door and he pisses into the refrigerator oh. uh, pisses in the refrigerator while his brother-in-law is on the couch watching him and they wake up the next morning and the brother-in-law is like sleeping on the couch he wakes up the sister's there they're my, my buddy his wife you know they're all there and she you know, my friend's wife is like yelling at him, like, what the, you fucking drunk? Like, we're not doing this anymore. You're not smoking weed and drinking whiskey. This happens all the fucking time. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And the brother, the brother-in-law is like, yeah, I saw him. He got up at like three and he did it. And she, she, his wife goes, well, why didn't you stop him? And he goes, well, because it was his house. <laughs> <laughs> he can piss in his like, if he wants to. <laughs> yeah, what am I going to say to him? I'm grateful to let me crash. Yeah, I'm grateful he's letting me crash on the couch. I'm not going to tell a man what to do in his own house. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow, that's that's good stuff. Yeah, that sleepwalking thing. I've, I've of all the sleep issues I've had over the years, I've never developed that one. I'm so grateful because I I don't think psychologically I could wrap my head around waking up in different parts of the house and not remembering how I got there, or different clothes. I think I would just. I've never like woken up during an episode. Like I'm usually I'm back to bed. Well, I guess that's I guess it has happened, but. I don't think it's as extreme as some people think it is. I don't know if that's a problem now. I live alone, and <laughs> except for my daughter. How is that not missing? How does how does that not get like construed as missing time though? Like if you, all right, if you're like sitting, if you like fall asleep on the couch and you're wearing outfit A, and then you wake up the next morning in bed wearing outfit B, like how do you process that as sleepwalking and not like holy fuck, like this was a whole different thing that happened? Well, like, because I well, I guess that's a good point. I mean, it, uh, who knows? It could have been. I guess because I had always lived with people who had confirmed what was going on while I was sleepwalking, 
you know yeah. so, you know but for a long time i mean i was i was getting concerned i was like am i gonna like try to leave the house one of these days right. <laughs> you know but i don't think i do it now i don't know of course but when people stay the night and stuff I, they don't report any sleepwalking so i don't know if maybe it was just being high being, you know having high stress or you know if my mental state really messed with it i'm not sure um but that is a good question my first instance that i remember was being a teenager because i'd wake up in different clothes almost all the time yeah now i typically strip down in the middle of the night um but i think a lot of people do that i don't think mm -hmm. that oh yeah like a oh, big yeah. yeah i mean you, you go to bed wearing one thing and you're like oh it's hot let me take this off and you know do i remember it sometimes sometimes not i think it's not that important except for my body's like it's hot fix that <laughs> you know? so i think sleepwalking is like terrifying i it is one of my legitimate fears if i lived with someone who slept walk uh it, it would be um scary <laughs> most times i've seen well first of all i don't like the whole them walking around just like not conscious that to me is mind-boggling bizarre enough like that yeah. freaks me out but after seeing that video and i'm sure you were there for the stream where it's like the the two i don't know uh siblings the the two girls the one girl's in her bed um sleeping and oh, yeah, uh, her sister walks in and she's sleepwalking but her eyes are open and she's just staring at her like over her bed yeah. and, and her eyes are watering because um since she's not totally conscious uh her eyes are not blinking so they start watering and she's just dead staring at her sister and, and the sister's like crying at this point like stop it's not funny you know whatever whatever and then mom finally woke up from all the commotion and like had to like hug the daughter that was like staring at her and and she finally snapped out of it and it was like just passed out it yeah. it's like borderline like being possessed and as far as i'm concerned it's it's creepy well, what's, the, what's the what, what's the whole uh don't wake up a sleepwalker thing do you guys know the deal with that uh, yes, I, i've heard of that i don't know if it's actually like a thing i don't think it's a i don't think it's accurate that's what they say they say it's dangerous to wake up a sleepwalker but I'm Why, pretty though? sure and I, it's not. I mean, you know, if the research I've done on it, it's not. You just take them and you put them back to bed or, I mean, you can wake them up if you want to. I mean, it could be like if they're in the middle of like doing an activity, it just depends on what you do when you're sleepwalking. So like some people will like get up in the middle of the night and start cutting up food. And so if they have a knife and they're actively cutting up food and you wake them up and startle them, <laughs> then, you know, you might get stabbed. So, <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I think really it's just depends on the circumstances, but it's not because like you can't like the claim is like you you'll scare them to death, basically. And I just don't think that that's I, mean, I don't think that's ever really happened. Now, there's been like instances of people. Um, there was one case I remember of a guy who slept walk. He got in his car and left. Now, I don't who knows if this is accurate or not, um, but he claims he got in his car. He left. He went over to somebody's house and killed them. During what? his episode. Yeah, that's, that's a demon. That's yeah. a demon that's crazy and I, I don't remember i think he did actually he 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 was acquitted on the charges because he was you know devastated once he found out what he did and i guess he had a history of this of not not killing people in the sleep but severe sleep <laughs> i'm a serial <laughs> sleep killer i mean <laughs> yeah i mean you know whatever but yeah so it, it's it's it just depends on the severity of uh of your sleepwalking uh instances but when you usually sleepwalk do you your eyes are closed usually aren't they just depends. Some people will sleep with their eyes open, even if they don't sleepwalk. Their eyes will. I just can't wrap my head around like how you're not conscious, but you're able to do things like without being able to see. You know, like cutting up, uh, you know, food or, or putting clothes on or walking around the house and like, just completely running into things and, and 
hurting yourself. I don't get how you could. I mean, I know muscle memory is a real thing. Right. It probably helps, you know, if you've lived somewhere for so long, you kind of just know how to walk around with your eyes closed. Yeah. But uh, it's just the fact that you're not even conscious and your body is just doing this. I mean, that's bizarre to me. It's really bizarre. And yeah. that's why I don't like it. I, I think if I ever, uh, you know, got married to a woman who did this, uh, I mean, there'd, there'd be problems. <laughs> it, it sounds to me like sleep paralysis in the opposite direction. Because, like, when yeah. you obviously part of sleep paralysis is it the is. paralysis part. And this is like you're very much not paralyzed because you're walking around cutting up cucumbers. But it, it's the, <laughs> it's the same kind of, like, detached and I've never slept walk, so I don't know. But I, I, I do the sleep paralysis thing from time to time. And it's kind of, it sounds like it's the same kind of detached from reality, yet still there. Where, like, when you have sleep paralysis and you're laying in bed, and you know you're laying in bed, but you, your senses are telling you that all these other things are going on that maybe they are, maybe they're not. I don't know. You know, that's the big debate. And whether or not sleep night terrors are just that, and night terrors are whether or not you're, you're peeking behind the veil because right. you're half awake or because you're you're sensing some kind of demonic intrusion right um but yeah. it, it sounds like a more benign higher functioning version of that which it, you know which makes both of them seem even more just kind of i don't want to say natural because it's not something that everybody has but definitely not supernatural it's just a byproduct of our brain functions you know what i mean it kind of sometimes is. I, mean, yeah, our, I don't remember sleepwalking ever like i have well it, it, if you think about what a complex power down sleeping is in general, like the fact that like your body shuts down and then you kind of go into like this mini hibernation and you dream and your, your mind's really active and you're a lot to, a lot of times your dreams are just like, like that's what nightmares are is like, you know, they, people think that nightmares are the reason we have nightmares is because they're survival scenarios that our brains are running through. To yeah. try to practice like cavemen would have nightmares about being chased by saber-toothed tigers that way if they actually got chased by saber-toothed tiger they would know how to respond or they would have some kind of it's like running a simulation it's like going in the danger room or something yeah right? so if if you know so sleep is already like this really complex like crazy thing and if you think about it, how often we do it like literally every single night of our lives it would make sense that like all the people in the world that much sleep you're gonna have just through probability these little pockets of abnorm abnormalities where like things go haywire where like you you have sleep paralysis or you sleepwalk or you do this or you do that you know um and like the i think the whole like driving a car and murdering someone and not knowing about it that those are the outliers right you know about that story because it's so fucking unique and out there yeah it's not right. something that happens on a consistent regular basis at all yeah you know yeah we actually did a whole episode on the podcast back you know when it was ivy and i uh back in may about sleep so um you know if you guys want to check that out you definitely can it's it, you know we we kind of went into a lot of different things about you know what what sleep is at, into astral projection sleep issues like sleepwalking and stuff um so we kind of i guess i guess we've covered that already gosh i've been doing the show for so long um <laughs> forget <laughs> this is my 20th episode it's crazy i know i think this is technically this will be episode 42 there's a lot of content out there now it's it's exciting um but yeah so there is there is an episode on sleep uh, if you want my personal take on sleep um you know but uh there there, there was a i'm sorry dr x's uh take on sleep and and uh big deal so um but i want to get to the uh kind of meat of the conversation a couple people have heard um have heard large dylan now say that he streams uh dill what what do you do exactly? You want to tell the people 
kind of what you do and 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 what your what your deal is well as you know i have uh according to to ash i have dill holes and uh that's a term coined by i i, I either you or ann but i blame both of you um but yeah i don't do much <laughs> i mean i really i really don't i i, I stream uh, i get drunk on the stream um i give my thoughts and opinions on certain topics i do make videos that um that's probably the only thing i guess i do um i make tons of content um spread across the board there's really nothing specific other than just cryptids and uh, paranormal yeah but uh yeah, I made basically one viral video back in 2017, I believe, by accident. Uh, totally not even intending to do that, and I just kind of ran with it, and here I am. <laughs> do you want to do you want to talk about the uh, the the Skinwalker video? I can, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, tell people uh, kind of why you made it, and and maybe why it might have gotten as big as it did. I think well, so how it started was basically I uh, I was drunk one night and. I, back then, still liked cryptids, and I know back then the topic was skinwalkers, and I was really interested in them, and my buddy also was interested in uh, skinwalkers, um, so I decided to maybe pull a prank on him and uh, make this video and um, upload it to YouTube so I could send it to him, be like, hey, this is what I found, and so I did that, and I sent him to him, and he was like, oh, that's cool, and uh, I just forgot about it, like, seven months later, I get this interview from... Uh, uh, Meeting House Productions in New York, which is um, the company for the new TV show on Travel Channel called, uh, I forget what it's called. There's uh, Paranormal Caught on Tape, I think is what it's called or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they, they contacted me, did that interview, um, and uh, kind of took off. I think the reason it took off is because at the time, Skinwalkers, and currently still is, but Skinwalkers are kind of like a huge conversation topic. People want to know. What the hell is a skinwalker? Um, it, it's kind of spooky, but I think it was just the fact that, A, it was a short clip. Uh, attention span people in 2020, or, or, you know, in the last five years, if it's right. a short clip, people are way more likely to click on it. Yeah. And uh, and then it just, you know, with the title, Skinwalker Scream Caught on Tape, question mark, I think brought in the attention, like, well, what is this? The curiosity, you know, they clicked on it, and the rest is history. I, I, don't, I don't know why it went viral. It didn't make any sense to me, but, I mean, I'm okay with it. It's cool. <laughs> But you had made, you had been making videos prior to that. Like, don't you, didn't you go to school for film or, or you were interested? Yep. Yeah, I had been making YouTube videos for quite a long time, actually. I have like four channels. Um, and the only one I really do anything on is this one. But I've been making videos my whole life. Um, and I have a couple other channels where, you know, they don't have the subscribers that this one does. But um, I do have the videos with views. Um uh, so every channel has got, you know, at least bare minimum 20,000 views on at least one video. Um, and it's just kind of a hobby thing, I guess. Most of my videos are pretty stupid and dumb uh, when I'm just making, like, you know, skits or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I've been making videos since I was a kid, really. So it wasn't, like, the first time I had done anything. It was just the first thing that caught traction, um, right. like, real traction with subscriber, right. you know, counts. Right. What and made you want to get into filmmaking? Um, that's a good question. I don't. I think I just had an urge um, since a young, since I was a young kid, and my, I think what probably contributed to it is my dad got this video camera um, back in the day, and I thought that was the most cool thing ever, you know. And you know, I wanted to film with it and just take cool, you know, videos and whatnot. And so time went on, and I just, I think I have a naturally creative side to me, and uh, I thought I could always make funny things or, or videos. And and through school, you know. 
there'd always be the computer class where you'd have to make um, video edits um, of like a, you know, whatever, like a TV show or like a news show that you have to like film your own news show. I remember we having having to do that, and that kind of just kept uh, snowballing into my curiosity of filmmaking. And by the time I got to, oh geez, I'd say eighth grade, ninth grade, uh, I got my first video camera for Christmas, which is just a flip recorder, just nothing special. And I started making a lot of content with that. So then it just kept snowballing and gradually becoming more and more serious. And by the time I went to college, I was like, I, I think I want to do that. Um, I want to go to Hollywood and make movies. Um, and uh, so I went there and then I realized it's not what I want to do, but I still had the passion for it. It's just not something I wanted to do full time. Um, but it, it was what turns it up. Yeah, it was what really, and, and interestingly enough, the professor I had um, at the, the school's Hawkeye Community College, he actually was the actor for the, I don't know if you remember back in the day, the Apple TV commercials, like iMac versus PC. Oh, yeah. And he, yeah. Was, the, he was the PC. He, got, he was the guy that played the PC. <laughs> and so, not, I know there was multiple PC guys, but he was one of the guys that played the PC, dude. That's cool. So, Yeah. What turns you off? What turns you off from it? <laughs> so like, like so you're on this trajectory and like you're doing it and you've been doing it for so long and then you get to you get to school and you see it in a formal setting and was it just like this it, is work or was it, it just <laughs> it, was, it was yeah it was a mixture of like I'm doing stuff that isn't in my lane um, and to get to like even to get to Hollywood you have to be like basically everyone's bitch. Um, you start out as a guy that just carries cameras, and I'm okay with that. You know, you have to start somewhere. That's not the part that bothered me. It's just like, it's a lot of, um, it was a lot of stuff that wasn't just like in my, uh, my control. It's stuff that I, I would have to shoot. Like, if I don't have a passion for something that I'm shooting, it's probably not going to end up very good. I, I'm just not that skilled at it. Where it's like, I can just get be someone can be like, hey, go here, make a project, out, make a short film, make a, you know. Or whatever I'm, I'm just not gonna put the same passion in if, as if it's not my idea or something I'm interested in and I knew that so I was like I'm not gonna uh, you know and for like a, for example uh, the way you start out in the career that I was going in is like being a photographer uh, and doing like pictures for like little kids soccer teams and stuff and I'm like that is just, I'm not I don't like taking pictures on cameras I suck at it but uh, that's also what we had to learn is how to, you know um, apertures and all that learn about all that stuff and, and filming but I don't know. There was a mixture of things that just turned me off from it that I realized it's not exactly what I wanted to do for a career. Um, yeah. YouTube's different. I think that's a completely different. You know, it's my own business doing what I want to do when I want to do it. So it's a lot more freedom control. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much why. You talk about YouTube as a business, and I'm um, going to turn 40 this year, so I'm a little bit older. But uh, I, I'm super jealous of these kids that like grew up with YouTube, um, mm -hmm. kind of like there from Jump Street, because it is, you know, I under, I mean, I understand how YouTube works. I have a YouTube channel, but it's not the way I, I feel like a younger generation, which is presumably like you guys, you know, not to sound fucking old, but um <laughs> You know, like how you, you you're saying like you have multiple YouTube channels and like you've always had one, and this is just kind of like as a as a visual creator, as a filmmaker, this is just something that you had and that you kind of had from day one, and it was just kind of an extension of your uh, creativity. It was like this having this output and like knowing how to capitalize on how it works and stuff. So. You know, you, you had mentioned like the viral videos and you had mentioned the filmmaking like this. And this is like totally like a fringe, like whatever. 
Ashley's probably just going to laugh it off. We're going to move on and talk about Bigfoot or some shit. But like, (laughs) have you ever thought about like making those ASMR videos? Because like, there's no fucking overhead with those things and they get a gazillion views. Right. And if you're monetizing your channels correctly to where you get paid out for this stuff, like it just seems like the like the easiest way to make money off off youtube you know that or like if you have kids like making your kids like open their fucking toys and videotaping it mm-hmm. like cause that's all my kid watches is other kids playing with toys on youtube <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah it's like it's like ridiculous like these little niche things that like take off and get huge and then the and i always come back to the asmr thing because it's the easiest thing in the world to do like yeah it's whispering and tapping and it's like and if if there's some cleavage in the in the and the screen grab mm-hmm. you know that's that's your thing then it's like boom dude you get half a million views in like three days yeah i mean i i, I personally couldn't do a smart because it's just i couldn't do it I, I couldn't sit there and whisper i'm a, I'm a loud person um <laughs> yeah, but, as our audience is well aware at this point yeah, exactly <laughs> and so I, I I I just couldn't do things. I couldn't force myself to do things that I didn't enjoy. Because at the end of the day, it I don't like to me what I do with my channel is not considered work. I, I enjoy making those videos. I enjoy recording them. If I were to do something outside of my lane, I feel like it would be work, and I wouldn't be motivated to do it. Now, I try to bring in aspects from um, these avenues that where I know uh, is popular. So, for example, like uh, the cryptid community. While we're a, a, a pretty decently sized community on a, on a worldwide scale it's, it's small and channels like mine that are cover cryptos usually typically don't get big now the channels that do are the guys that do like nukes top five chills where they cover just top five scary videos that's different i try to bring in a little bit of that um like connecting these bridges from from their world to mine where it's kind of a mixture of everything i bring in uh, comedy i bring in a little bit of um um you know just joking manners that that make it not so serious even though like i'm not i'm no expert but i try to bring in different you know look at what's trending what's popular what people enjoy and kind of try to find ways to connect that to what i'm doing and make it unique in the same time so that's kind of so i'll i'll kind of i'll interject for a second so that's how i found your channel um is well not because of uh just things you post but because full circle here here i was doing research for the podcast uh when it was baby you know a little a little baby podcast and um (laughs) so um me and ivy were just going through youtube and we're looking at like top five cryptids and you know top cryptids so we came across one of your top five cryptid videos and um her and i would just absolutely loved it we're like this what is this this is so ridiculous but like it's great because it's accurate but yeah (laughs) it's fun you know and so it, it it was it was really um you know interesting seeing it from that perspective because you don't get a lot of comedy in this community and you know it's like well you know why not like why why are they so afraid i guess because we're already like chastised enough so i guess maybe you know there's a stigma behind trying to be funny um but that's you know a lot of what we do here on the podcast is i mean gosh you know dr x and i we're, we're a comedy duo i mean all the way we really are um mm-hmm. We also talk about you know very serious stuff so the fact that you have you have cornered this market because there isn't a, a market for cryptid comedy and mm-hmm. you've done it you've you've been very successful at it so far um you know with the different things that you do and now you've got this cryptid news coming up and it's been i mean it's been great i i don't know how well it's been doing um i don't 
look at your numbers like that, but I think it's, I think it's going to be amazing. And a lot of people think that. So um, I'm excited for it. I, I think it's going to be a I lot think, of I think the crypto news is big because I think if that, if that does take off and so far it's not, it's, it hasn't usually with a lot of my videos, I know uh, the top five crypto videos are starting to slowly take off now. I think uh, episode two is now getting close to 17,000 views. Um, it, it takes a while the way people find my videos because I have my own subscribers that will watch, but uh, for them to kind of grow big, it's got to, you know, like I talked before, those lanes that connect, you know, nukes top five, all those, I kind of connect these, you know, little bridges and they can kind of, trickle in and find them in recommendations and you kind of kind of understanding the youtube algorithm to how you can yeah. find someone's video by clicking on videos that you normally watch and stealing kind of the attention um from them and uh the crypto news i think i'm excited for it's a lot of it's a lot of work it takes usually a whole weekend to record and, and edit but it, it's a mixture of like stupid just really stupid dumb comedy like it's not even like good comedy it's intentionally dumb and then a mixture of uh real actual real news um and i think that is you know it's fast paced it's sh it's fairly short i think they're like five minutes long max um you know i've also kind of dabbled in the idea that maybe i could do just the real part like just the just the audio you know a three minute video every once in a while just cryptid news i've also thought about just doing that because with youtube today the shorter the better and if, if people see a short video is almost 100 percent more likely they're going to click on it if it's something in, in what they're looking for you know or even if it's not uh, they're going to be like, if, if, if the thumbnail catches their attention and most importantly of all things, the title, if the title is, is either, you know, intriguing, that makes you go, what, what the hell is this? You know, what, what is this? And that makes you want to just click on it and find out. Now, if the video is short, they're almost, almost always going to watch the whole thing. But if you're, you know, you're making a 15 minute video, that's something that's, you know, top, top 15 crypt, cryptids, uh, you know, unless they like that kind of thing, they're probably not going to stick around for the entire entirety of the uh, video, which is what you get paid for. So um, that, that's kind of how the things I look at when I'm doing stuff like that and kind of how to understand the YouTube algorithm because it is weird and it's inconsistent. There's no like there's no blueprint for how to be successful on YouTube. You mostly have to get lucky, which I did, and you just kind of run with it if you do. Right. Right. I mean, otherwise, it's just a very, very slow crawl to get mm -hmm. <laughs> somewhere. And, you know, it can happen. It's just like you said, your best bet is to get lucky. But, you know, one thing that like I've noticed is that, you know, in my community, of course, I, I network with all these other crypt cryptid people and, you know, all these people that are in the business and, um, you know, they'll like share videos and they'll share podcasts and I'll, I'll try and listen to them and watch them. And it's not that the topic matter isn't interesting it's just that i'm bored to death and that's why i do things the way i do things because i, I try to make this interesting so that the average person is going to it's, it's going to catch their interest it's going to catch their eye and they're going to want to keep coming back for more and they're going to want to learn more about the topics being talked about mm -hmm. so one thing that i've noticed with your demograph is that you have a lot of young people that mm -hmm. that follow you and that's i mean it's that's fantastic because you're starting these people out early and even though you know a lot of them are pretty young um they're gonna remember you know 10 years later that they're interested in this stuff and they're still gonna want to continue to learn about it and and read about it and i think that that's pretty i think that's pretty neat so <laughs> and, yeah, and the awesome thing about the younger demographic is you know they're more likely i feel to tell their friends about hey i watch this cool channel watch this you know watch this video you know they hang out with their friends a lot more often they're yeah. you know watching you know especially when you know kids nowadays when they hang out they're probably watching youtube videos or playing video games or whatever you know when we were all kids we were outside playing riding right. bikes around town stuff like that that's not a thing anymore <laughs> really i don't feel like so they're more likely to, and 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 also i think when the younger you are the more willing you are to 
have an open mind. Like you're not constricted. Like, oh no, I don't believe in aliens. No way, you know, or stuff like that. I think you're more like, oh, okay. I mean, you don't know. And uh, depending on how old you are, of course, you haven't really formed your own full opinion. That's your own. So I think that having the younger demographic is important. I do like a lot of the older demographic too, because um, you know, it's it's nice to have like not just children watching you, but um, right. I don't mind it at all. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't realize. Well, in, until everybody, you know, until I had been on your stream, and then I had some of your fans come in to me to talk to me, and I'm, I'm realizing that, you know, some of these kids are, are. I mean, they're right there. They're 13, and I'm like, oh, I should probably stop being such a gross bitch on the chat then. <laughs> 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 but you know i mean gosh they're on the internet that you know they got to be prepared um <laughs> but yeah you know so i it was but it was fascinating i was like oh wow really i you know i had no idea um and of course i i spoke with uh you know i'm friends with ryan Tremblay as well and him and i have talked about it also because him and i have been talking about doing this um like podcast for kids like paranormal podcast for kids and he's like we should get dylan on it because dylan you know he loves that kind of stuff and i'm like yes yes we should <laughs> yes yeah so eventually we'll we'll get that going here um but that's you know i thought that that was cool let's let's change gears a little bit let's talk about paco paco yeah. oh boy <laughs> paco, uh, paco actually has a really interesting origin story um okay. so do you remember back when i ordered that camera and it got stolen were you there for any of that drama no so by the time i started following you paco was already a thing so no okay okay so this was this would be before you got there well anyways there's um and I can't remember how I met her. Um, it was either through Clown's stream or uh, uh, my stream. Um, and I won't say her name, not that I care. Uh, it's not her actual name. Her, uh, her YouTube name is Boston Actress. I don't know if you've ever seen her on Twitter um, via other people retweeting. But basically, she's an actress um, that does has done a lot of big movies. And she caught wind of me from somewhere and so she started tuning into my live streams and then she started like texting me and and you know trying to um like come hang out with me and she lives in boston and i was like okay okay whatever and she's you know she's hot whatever and uh so at, around that time i had ordered uh 1400 worth of equipment from for my youtube channel um and including a 700 camera well um i i had it set up so that i ordered so i would be home when it got here Right. Well, it got here early, and uh, someone stole all $1,400 worth of my stuff, mm. and I never got any of it back. So the whole camera dilemma started because I had a contact. I didn't buy it through Amazon. I bought the camera through a site called, oh, God, what is it called? Andro, Andro, Andromeda. I think it's called Andromeda or something, a New York-based company. Okay. And I, for four months, could not get them to answer me. Um, like, they, you know, you call them, and they'd give you this whole – bs about you know contact our claims team and it'd just be a circle well she helped me get it back or whatever but the one thing out of all of that that mess that wasn't stolen was paco and funny enough is paco was in like a, a five foot tall giant box sitting right by the front door and no one took him so paco was the lone survivor and here he is today and and i believe he was sold out I, I, i'm sure the stock has been you know it's been restocked but he was sold out for a long time so i got like one of the last pacos and he, he you know there he is yeah, there aren't very many, very many Pacos. I know I've I've tried to look for for Pacos, but then again, when I when I type Paco in the Google, I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, you're like Paco. What? Like Google's like. What the fuck is Paco? <laughs> um, but yeah, so Paco is Dill's um, alien child, and uh, I guess I'm not sure if 
you're, you're not lovers. Uh, no, 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 no. All right. So yeah, I mean, um, but he's 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 always there. Um, Paco had some fame recently. Yes, he did with his uh, his new well now ex girlfriend, Trisha yeah. Paytas. Yeah, Paco Paco was rented out by by and how did that exchange happen? Did she just reach out to you randomly or? No, so she actually didn't reach out to me at all. That was like a whole. Um, she had the same thing that I have and just like made a porno with it. Oh, it wasn't actually your Paco? No, 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 no. It was not, it was not my actual Paco, no. I thought that the, the, Paco wasn't there on your streams. Oh, my gosh. This is this has been a lie the whole time. <laughs> was he really not? No, that was just great coincidence timing then. I should I, I should have actually ran with that uh, idea. Um, I, 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 had no idea. About it. I was just kind of running with the joke, but I didn't realize, yeah, I didn't realize you actually thought that. No, he yeah. wasn't actually like uh, with Trisha. That would have been awesome. Kind of I thought with your Paco. <laughs> he, like, she would have destroyed him. I think like his arm is barely hanging on as it is. I think his arm would be completely dismembered. Yeah, you're probably right. Well, so then there's there, obviously they're sold somewhere, so I can find one somewhere. I'm they're on Amazon. It's just like a giant. They're like two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars. Uh, it's for like a. I think it's just called Giant Alien or something like that. <laughs> to look it up and find one that's so funny no I, my mind is blown now i thought like i was i was sold on this story deal i'm a little disappointed <laughs> oh man that, yeah i'm disappointed for you i mean that would have been awesome <laughs> you just broke my heart oh my god <laughs> that's okay because now i can come and 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 sexually assault your paco with and yeah and yeah he's always there i mean you know i don't care what he what, what, he, what he dabbles into um <laughs> you know he's a sexual deviant he's he's all over the place you know sometimes <laughs> sometimes you catch him in weird positions but for the most part, you know, he uh, for the streams, I, I make I make him sit down. He he knows. Does he pay rent or anything? He doesn't like. No, he's a freeloader. I mean, wow. the dude, the dude's a bum. <laughs> I understand why you kick his ass all the time now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to beat him every stream uh, because people like thought it was funny, and uh, um, I actually almost ripped his arm off one time. So now I don't beat him anymore. Oh. <laughs> 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 one, one pocket would kind of be badass in a way. Well, that's true. I have an actually I have an alien skeleton. One of my I've got two of them now because the one his arm fell off, so I bought another one. But I'm like, well, now I have two of them, so I sit them up on my dining room table, and they're like chit chatting, and they're hilarious. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know. I got issues. You got to stay entertained in Ohio somehow. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, gosh, I'm just I'm blindsided now. I just cannot believe that that's that's not what happened. Wow. <laughs> yeah, sadly, it's not. I wish. Wow, I should title this episode "Dill Tells All." Um, yeah. <laughs> that's truth. <laughs> that is hilarious. So right now you're doing the uh, you're doing the cryptid news, um, and then you've got the um, you've got your um, I can't think of the title of it right now. It's it's slipping from me. Your animation, I guess. Oh, the uh, the uh, cryptid war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? Yeah. Did that just start off as like a just another joke, and it's just kind of turned into something else, or? Well, that started off with um, basically at the end of every live stream for like probably thirty, twenty to thirty live streams. I would do. I don't know how one day it just started. I I, I think I started out as a joke, and then people were like, "That was really good." You know, we want, you should do that every stream. So I did, and every stream I would tell. It was all off the top of my head. I just I wouldn't have anything written down. I just tell a story. I'd plug uh, people from the chat in there. Um, and and all the characters that you know I've set, told about, um, and you can find in that first episode, are like characters that I came up with in my head in that first you know couple series. 
And I slowly kept every episode, you know, kept building it up with new cryptos coming in. Um, and, uh, you know, it sucks I didn't have that, like, documented so I could, like, re... I don't feel like going through all that footage again. It's <laughs> just a right. story. But it, there were some good stories in there. And then it just turned into a thing where I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to make a, a video on it. Um, and while it was, like, a really cheapo, like, video, I think it was funny. It was, you know, like... It's picture fun. animation kind of like where just you know the picture images move it was yeah. it was hilarious to me i thought it was so, so dumb but uh the yeah the the new one um it's it's gonna be quite the thing i i think i underestimated how quite hard it's gonna be to do this but i did bring i did hire an artist um and uh we are gonna do it it's taking a lot longer than what i expected because every character i want done right and I want him to have his own touch on it as well. So it's we're kind of still working through the characters. I mean, it's it's going to be a while, unfortunately, before it drops, which I was hoping it'd be, you know, early this year. But um, to actually draw all these scenes, it takes a lot of time. So, um, but yeah, I'm excited for it. It's, it's one of those things I don't think it's going to turn into a huge hit series or anything like that. But it is just something for the fans, I think, at this point. I think it's very, yeah, it's a very personal um you know kind of experience for everybody and i think that i think a lot of people are gonna enjoy it especially i'm excited to see the updated artwork i i you know and even though like at the time when i watched your first one i didn't know the people that you know that were in it like i didn't know who serena was you know i didn't know who any of these people were and mm -hmm. so um it, but it, but it was still very entertaining as just as a humor in general because it, it, it's goofy as hell <laughs> yeah it is, it, is, it is like something someone on crack would make i mean it doesn't make any sense <laughs> just what, all what of it and it's everything i mean it's all it's just all very goofy um so you know if if you guys like that kind of stuff you should definitely check out the the crypt wars um on, on big Dill's channel check out everything on big Dill's channel he's he's got a lot of stuff there and it's 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 definitely entertaining now i know you're kind of like you've you've also done this um you did this trailer for this new show that you're are you still doing that new show or yeah so it's just the um basically i we filmed a little bit and i just had enough footage to make a trailer um and we haven't started the, the project yet so basically my 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 best friend who who does this stuff with me as my cameraman he is deployed overseas right now he won't get back till spring so once he gets back you know and you gotta adjust for time he just had a kid so he's gonna have time off at home but later this year i do plan on hope you know covid hopefully you know fucks off a little bit where I can go and do things more like uh, the uh, Velisca Axe Barter House. I want to do a whole show uh, in that house overnight, which is what the most haunted place you can go to in the state of Iowa. Um, I have a lot of locations I want to go to. There's actually a lot of reports of Bigfoot in Iowa. And I, the actual uh, Bigfoot documentary that I was talking about uh, a couple streams ago, Big, I think it's called Squatch Iowa, I think is what it's called. They actually uh, encountered a Bigfoot in Iowa and did a whole uh, paid show. Uh, like a, a documentary on it yeah and so there's a lot of stuff to do in iowa um believe it or not it, even though i was kind of surprised you know and uh i do want to you know get this show out there it'll be just a youtube show it's not going to be like a sponsored show so it's going to take time obviously but um i'm very excited about doing that i i've i've been tempted with the idea of just shooting it all and then releasing it every week for like eight episodes and seeing how that would do yeah. um, obviously that would just make it take way longer to get to that point instead of just making an episode film uh, you know releasing it so i'm kind of in the part right now we're just still planning um locations um things we need stuff like that and then um you know how to just release it because i kind of would like to do it like a tv show drop i think that would be really awesome 
and and this is going to be more of a th- this is not really going to have the comedy in it, is that right this is going to be more That's, of a yeah this the, the only comedy that would be in this was just like the small chatter talk that would happen while the filming yeah but this would be a completely serious real investigation um you know and so it would be uh having two cameras um you know one camera on a tripod watching a, a stairway or, or uh you know a room and we're investigating you know this haunted house with, with the other camera and 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 doing stuff like that. Now I don't have all the fancy, cool ghost hunting equipment or sure. you know, whatever. But um, as far as like cryptid hunting, you don't need any of that. I don't feel like I, I think yeah, it'd be nice yeah. to have a drone for sure. A drone would be cool with like a FLIR camera on it, where you could kind of you hear something, you send the drone up and look down and see what you find. It's something someday I would like to have. But season one will just be a a pretty primitive show. Um, it'll have I think hopefully the entertainment, but um, you know hopefully we can catch something. I would I, the one time. Uh, I did catch something, which is the returning to the Skinwalker Forest Part One. I actually we did catch something that was looking at us behind the bridge, where yeah. the guy, you know, shooting up or whatever. I don't know. Um, there was something that was bipedal, you know, and you can see it in the footage that kind of peeks over and looks at us and then crawls back away. So that was the only thing I've ever really encountered on camera. But hopefully, with this show, uh, we can catch something pretty cool. If not, just entertaining, you know. I'm excited about it. I know that we've been talking about um, me and the, me and my crew have been talking about coming to Iowa for a while, um, which we are still very much going to do. It's hard right now. You know, it's winter and all of the places that we need to go to are in the Midwest and it's cold and or, you know, <laughs> they're not in fun places. So, you know, and then, you know, we, we always have to plan and make sure that, you know, when, when we're going to spend the money to travel on things, we have to make sure that we're doing it, you know, for the sake of, of something big. Or, you know, something that's going to be decently big. Um, I know that they have the Van Meter Visitor Festival there every year, which is something that we've, we were talking about doing last year. But just planning didn't work out and we didn't, we didn't do it. So maybe that's something we'll do. The only issue is that they seem to have it the same week that the Mothman Festival takes place. And I can't miss that. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Bad timing. That, well, they all do it pretty much. They, so they have like the Mothman Festival and then they also have the Flatwoods Monster Festival. Um in the same they have it like back-to-back weekends so then it's like well okay so we'd have to be in west virginia two different weekends and then the van meter visitor either happens it all happens in september i don't know why uh all across the country they all happen in september and it's it is unfortunate but i don't know we'll have to figure it out and plan something but i, I do know that everybody's been kind of talking about this big cryptid uh this big cryptid hunt in arizona that that might be happening next yeah, and that, that's something that I think the fans really want. I am going to be pretty strict about who goes just because, especially, uh, you know, if it's the summer, there's still, still going to be COVID, you know, stuff. And, um, right. and it's fine to having a big group. Um, obviously, you'd have to be 18 to go um, because it could be dangerous, and I, I can't be responsible for anyone that's not, you know, I can't take care of themselves, obviously. Um, of course. But if there was a big group that went, it'd be fine. But what we'd do is we'd split into groups, create a perimeter, and move in on each other. And try to, you know, hopefully just get lucky and have something between us and, and a cryptid or, or something odd and move in on it and get get it on camera. Yeah, I think it, I think it would be a lot of fun. I think it'd be pretty interesting. That's something I've been kind of doing locally is like these kind of guided tours and, and things like that. And I think people really enjoy stuff like that. Um, you know, even though they don't realize that, like, I'm, I'm just I'm a moron. I'm a fearless moron. So I'm probably the worst person for you to, to be your tour guide. But I mean, I'll do it if you pay me money. So <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think, you know, how I how I've thought about it. Is like okay, I could only I I could bring two cameras. I have a really good camera and I have a night vision camera. You know, 
what I thought about doing was like, if you want to go to this, and I, and I haven't really talked about it in stream yet, but I'm thinking what I'm going to do is if you want to go to this event, you need to have at least, you know, we can form groups, but one person at least in each group needs to have a camera because I want to get uh, points of view from everyone where they're at during this video. Yeah. And it's like, here's, you know, switch over to his point of view and, and I can show his footage of where, where they're doing. You know, whether it's a really good cell phone that takes a really good picture, that would be totally fine, which I think everyone has. Um, right. Um, so I think I, I would ideally want multiple people in each group recording, whether it's just with your phones, whatever you got for cameras. Um, that's kind of how I would want to, you know, to go down. So I can make a really cool video that has, you know, you know, I'd like to zoom out, you know, in a satellite view and then show everyone's location as they're moving in. I, I have a really cool idea for it, but it's just, it's going to take a lot and a lot of planning. To it is. Do yeah. that. So I don't know. And I know there's only like a two week window, which Eli Buckmaster can get down there because he's in Africa right now. I think he comes home for like two weeks and gets redeployed. So, okay. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a tight thing that, that to possibly do, but, um, you know, I, think yeah, I don't want to get on here and, and invite a bunch of people um, because, you know, like Dill says, we don't want to be responsible for you guys, um, you know, because they, th this stuff is dangerous. I mean, not just because, like, you might get attacked by a Bigfoot or whatever, but, like, people fall down deep, you know, hills mm -hmm. all the time. Like, you can hurt yourself, you know, being out in the woods. There's bears. I mean, it's 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 a dangerous situation. And so, you know, it's not it's not something that. I personally, I don't encourage a bunch of people to just go out into the woods and start searching for stuff. I mean, even having hunters out there can be dangerous. Yeah, just hiking in general can be dangerous. I mean, right, right, exactly. Train, you slip, break an ankle, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, whatever. right. And so, you know, which, you know, I think that, you know, having a select, you know, group of people, I think would be would be ideal. I mean, maybe running it through some type of contest or something like that to have the fans join or, but then I think having like a, like a set of rules would be good, like, obviously you have to be 18 and over and you know things like that yeah. um you know and and we'd figure it out but i'm totally down to uh donate my services and i, I know ann is so i think um, if, if it does happen you and ann definitely would be um, um highly suggested to go um i know ryan tremley would be down obviously that he would be going to his house basically i think or where you know where he lives um you know eli buckmaster uh i know serena and i don't know if you've been around when she hasn't been in the streams for a while yeah um but serena and her boyfriend uh lava um they live in california so they're not far away they've said you know they would come down so it'd be a a, a fun deal and then obviously there there would always be the option of having like an after party you know after i mean obviously yeah. we got a party somehow um so you know organizing a hotel or or something that yeah. you know we could stay at that night um, but you know, I don't know. That's just ideas. I, right at this point, I, nothing's official, but who knows what happens, you know, as long as COVID doesn't, you know, freak out again. And it, you know, by, by that time, which would be August is when it would probably have to happen. Hopefully by then it can kind of slow down a little bit. Right. We'll be able to do it. Yeah, exactly. I, I, but I think it would be fun. Um, so, you know, definitely, uh, you know, tune into Dill's channel for that kind of stuff, but Dill, what's your, what's your stream schedule? Tell everybody, uh, when you're doing your streams. So my, my stream schedule right now is kind of wonky, but for the most part, uh, minus this week, um, I'm streaming on Mondays and Thursdays. Um, and I think I will be streaming Thursday uh, this week. Usually I stream twice a week. This week was, you know, with the, this podcast tonight. There was a national championship game last night that I was, you know, watching with a buddy. Um, there's only one stream this week. But usually you can count on uh, Monday and Thursdays for my stream. Okay. Well, we sh and I'll definitely, I'll link everything down um, in the description here of the podcast and then people can... Uh 
jump on over. I'm usually there, almost always uh, in the chat. So um, sometimes I, I come onto the show, but it just depends. But yeah, I mean, you know, at the very least, you guys can, everybody's welcome to come hang out and watch some uh, some spooky videos and, uh, you know, get you a filling of dill holes. So Yeah, you gotta have dill hole. <laughs> gotta, gotta have your dill hole. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, Pat, any uh, close? I'm sorry, Dr. X, any closing statements? He's been quiet. Uh, none, Ashley Hilt. No, you know, uh, <laughs> just to kind of bring the whole thing full circle, uh, I was uh, just uh, notified via my cell phone that um, Trump's uh, YouTube channel got taken down. Ooh. <laughs> and as, as as someone that deals heavily with the YouTube medium as we spent time discussing this episode, I just wonder, like, and this is, like, I guess, like one final question I'll pose to the, the, the group. Is there when you now? Granted, we we all kind of were on the same page when it came to the intro and talking about the the Capitol, yeah, and and the insurrection and all that stuff. But do you even pause for a second when you see stuff like that and think that maybe it's not the best idea in the world? Like, can something obviously things can be simultaneously good and bad, right? Um, there can be good things about something that could be bad things about something but when you see somebody kind of been taken off like social media and stuff like this does that does that make you pause even for a second to wonder if like maybe that's not the right way to do it or if there's an overstepping or or whatever you mean regarding censorship yeah um so i'm not a huge fan of censorship uh, if i'm honest um it makes me very mad that i can't just show my boobs to all of social social media so i i understand well uh, you kind of do you know if you know if you know if you know what instagram posts okay. to go back to like, sorry my nipples i can't show my nipples to all of social media um <laughs> and it's disappointing to me um you know so i'm, I'm not a huge i'm not big about about censoring things because you know i feel like um every everybody deserves a voice of some sort um i i <laughs> don't i don't like donald trump i don't think that's a secret um and you know i think he's a, a big stupid head but i do feel like it has gone a little bit far with the censorship um because they're taking him down on everything now that's not because he's the president and he needs a platform to address people on he can jump on the news at any point in time and address the nation um he doesn't mm -hmm. need twitter or facebook or whatever to do that but like to take him off snapchat is a little silly however the problem is not just trump right now and i think a lot of people aren't understanding that it's that he has a group of people that are colluding to do nefarious things because they're misinterpreting everything that he has to say and to go attack other people and go take down the capitol building and yeah but dangerous. Yeah, I think, but I think it's dangerous to martyr them too. And I think that's kind of what they're doing when they keep stripping all these things away from them. Yeah. I mean, think about when's the last time to just zoom out for a second. When's the last time that the news censored a sitting U.S. president like this? Well, now, right. granted, some of the, some of the things that he's saying are um, irresponsible and you know not in the best interest of the country. I understand that, but when has it ever been the newspaper's decision to, or journal or the media's decision to 
uh, medium's like responsibility to decide what's in the best interest of the country. Then who's decide? You know what I mean? Like it just, I don't know. I I just saw that and like there was another thing. There was a a, a website here in Chicago that um, recently just got taken down today. It was called Second City Cop, and it was. Um, a newsletter that was written by uh obviously people with um insight into the uh inner workings of the chicago police department and which has definitely had its problems i'm not defending them at all but it it was interesting to read for a different perspective and uh they just released a statement that you know they they had always kind of run the uh blog privately through the blogger um website and that they found out that Google had somehow, um, according to their this statement that they released, that Google had like breached their security and they were shutting down the blog indefinitely because they always ran it anonymously. And that somehow Google had gotten involved because you need a Google. Bloggers kind of run through Google. I don't know how familiar with it you are. And uh, it, it just and that it just kind of seems like. You know, I don't believe the QAnon stuff. I don't believe the conspiracy stuff. I don't believe that Antifa is fucking orchestrating all this stuff. But when you see how quickly now social media and these different websites and these different platforms that for better or worse is how our country communicates with each other, um, all kind of collectively banning somebody and kind of now taking control of the narrative. I mean it's a narrative that we agree with we're glad but like at the same time i don't want to well you know i don't want to speak for people but i don't know it just seems kind of i see where you're coming from though i see where you're coming yeah from. It makes sense yeah well so you know the thing that people don't realize is that on social media um it, it doesn't matter if you're the president it doesn't matter if you're will smith it doesn't matter if you're big deal um everybody i believe i believe is treated equally because i've been watching people get banned off of social medias for a very long time i've watched big youtube channels get taken down um i myself have been in facebook jail a couple of times for ridiculous shit um and you know it's it's not this isn't a new concept i think that people are getting too tied up with who it is and they're getting confused because again they're just people at the end of the day they're still just people um maybe a bigger influence of people sure um but i this isn't this i don't think this is unreasonable for these platforms to do that but then you know the thing that a lot of people are are complaining about right now is the um first amendment being um taken away from people and that's not what this is um you know everybody had decided in 2016 when that baker refused to bake the gay wedding cake, the Supreme Court ruled that it was not a violation of the First Amendment, right? Because it's a private business. It's not the government silencing you. It's a business silencing you. I think this will kick off a whole string, uh, you know, whole string of events where we're trying, we will probably look at social media a little bit differently and try to decide what, what they are um, and what they're classified as. Um, but as of right now, they are still businesses, so I don't think they're wrong. However, I think that instead of people getting angry and upset and going and doing something stupid and violent or just stupid in general, um, you need to handle it the right way. You need to take it to the Supreme Court, and you need to try to change the laws if you feel that strongly about it, and that's really all you can do. Yeah, I, well, I'll let Dill talk. Yeah, Dill, what do you uh, think? 
I kind of agree with what you guys are saying, basically. I mean, it's, it's yeah, I mean, it's dangerous, I think, to a point. Um, if you, you know, start banning everyone for, you know, whatever reason, I think it can be, it can, it can become dangerous. Um, it's the start of a new thing, and I, I just, I, I, I don't know if I, I, I don't watch news uh, and politics. I don't know if I agree with it or not. I, I really don't know. It's kind of like maybe somebody will look back and, and see uh, if there was repercussions from this or not. So I, I honestly don't know. Um, but I kind of agree with what you guys have been saying um, on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not a politician. I'm, I didn't go to school for that. I'm just some girl that wants to have an alien harem. So <laughs> at the end yeah, of the day... What did yeah. you get thrown in Facebook jail for? Um, the first time was for saying men are trash. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I did. And then the second time was for um, some dude had sent me an unwarranted dick pic. So I took a screenshot of it. Now I blocked out the picture of his dick and posted it. And it, I got in trouble because I was sharing nudes. I, 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 I took screenshots of the conversation blocked out his dick and shared it to to shame him and i i got in trouble rest in peace (laughs) yeah the one day i was banned for like a week i was like wow this is this sucks but i don't really use facebook like that anyway so i i don't know i like other platforms better and so i mean it was whatever but now i know like if it'll if it happens again and i've had a lot of warnings um with just various things and it's always stupid because it's not like it's not like i'm ever doing anything inherently wrong like the men are trash comment it wasn't like in the mid in the midst of like bullying anybody or anything it was it was a joke it was supposed to be funny and and it got taken down and then like i said the the nudes thing was just kind of ridiculous because i was the one i was being sexually harassed and (laughs) i got in trouble for it so (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck what kind of shit is that so yeah that's that's what i've been that's that's what i get in trouble for so i don't shame dudes as much as i used i shouldn't say that now i'm gonna get all kinds of dicks in my inbox more more than the usual um but you know i I, I don't (laughs) it's not you should see it (laughs) i should sell tickets to my inbox (laughs) jesus (laughs) that's terrible um (laughs) but it's fucking it's the truth so no i mean i just you know it it does happen to people trash compactor (laughs) (laughs) it's fucking it's something else it's wild it's a garbage disposal yeah it really is it's a fucking cesspool (laughs) um <laughs> but yeah, I had a friend that was completely banned, and I don't really understand why. He doesn't really understand why, but he got completely banned off of Facebook, and wow. um, he's not allowed to make an account. And so it's crazy because it's not even just like, oh, make a new email address and do it. Um, I guess they they used his like phone location, like his GPS on his phone, and like I guess his IP address maybe on his phone, and was like, nope, you can't do this. And so. Uh, they get pretty serious so i don't know i think they'll i think they'll reinstate his accounts once he's uh once this inauguration goes through he's not the president anymore and a little bit of time passes i think they'll let him back on um i just think right now they're trying to make a point and they're trying to show that um you know we don't agree with what's been happening and we won't tolerate it and, and gotcha. that's that. so is that the right way to go about it i i don't know i, I couldn't tell you um but right now they're not breaking any laws so <clears throat> what can we do right but 
All right, then. Well, I guess we will go ahead and uh, on that note, <laughs> we'll, we'll end there. Hopefully next week we'll have some uh, some really riveting topics. I'm excited to see what happens. You know, we're, we're still waiting for that uh, 190 or what is that? The 90 days disclosure, the 180 days disclosure. Yeah. Is that how long we have? We're still, we're still waiting for something to come out of that. Um, well, so next week we'll have the inauguration, won't we? That's like the day that we're recording. Is it? When's the inauguration? The twentieth? Is that the twentieth? I don't know what day it is. Probably. Oh, it's when our that's when our show drops. But shit's supposed to happen on the nineteenth. So of course, our show's gonna drop on the inauguration. Inauguration day. <laughs> so we. I'm gonna piss more people off. Right. <laughs> or at least just that one guy. <laughs> anyway all right well we'll we'll just see what's to come nobody really knows right now it's it's a very strange time um but we'll just see what happens and hopefully we'll uh see you guys next wednesday